if you love me, you will keep my commandments. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend from Rockville Center, New York. That's Frank Alasia. Hey, Frank, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Deacon. Spring is around the corner. It's looking good. Let's go. Well, we're talking tonight about the commandments of God, the, the Ten Commandments, something that is talked about or, or considered less and less, or not at all anymore. We don't hear much about them. And we'll break it into at least two parts. To, uh, we'll take the first three uh, commandments. The first three commandments have to do with our relationship with God, and the next seven have to do with our relationship with the world. They all challenge our faith and call us into relationship. So the first commandment is, I am the Lord your God. You shall not have strange or other gods before me. How we uh, how's the, how we doing as a, as, a, as a group of people on that first commandment, Frank? Well, you know, what I would say about what I would say to start is remember that the Ten Commandments are not the Ten Opinions or the Ten Suggestions. Right. The Ten Commandments, we're commanded by God to follow them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and do we place anything in our lives before God? How about everything? Right. Uh, our money, our home, our possessions, our time, our level of influence, ourselves. We think of ourselves and just about everything else before and more often than God. And so this yeah. first commandment calls us to attention. If God is the creator of all things, then God must be placed in our life before all things, right? Yeah, there are many things that we put before God that are obvious, but there are two that I want to mention tonight in particular that many people put ahead of God, and it's their well-being and their wealth, right? The goal now seems to be to feel good and gather as many possessions as we can. Um, as long as we feel good, uh, and have plenty of, of material position, we're doing well. And that's really missing the boat. You know, in other words, like, are you only interested in the goods God gives you? Or do you really love God? You know, I hear people say, I did it. I earned it. I deserved it. I can do whatever I want. I want to enjoy it. Right. I mean, there's a lot of eyes in that. Right, Deacon? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen, it's OK to love things in life. And we may love or think we love our career or our, our given hobby and love it a lot. But our loves have to be properly ordered. And God says, no other gods before me. Right. Compare it with the, with the rich man who says, Lord, show me the way you want me to use my good fortune to help glorify you, to help yeah. others. Yeah. Right? You see the difference? It's not the money or the well-being, but it's just realizing that everything you have is because God gave it to you, and you have to use it properly. Yeah. All right, listen, that's good. The, the second commandment is, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Now, when we are in relationship with God, we would never use his name to curse something or, or someone. And to me, the big one is, and it's out there big time, is the use of the name Jesus Christ in vain. It doesn't seem like it's a sin anymore to do that. It's okay now, right? Right. Sensitivity to the name of God is gone. Right. You know, we're called to honor that name. When I was in college, we had played a game and I, and I was getting interviewed after the game. And um, they kind of flippantly, I used Jesus's name. I said, Jesus, I can't believe that happened. Or Jesus, I, I, 
I, I can't believe I missed that shot. Whatever it was, it, the guy prints it. It's in the paper. And Father Kiernan, a very saintly man, was our moderator. And he got, he saw it. He called me into his office and really, really reamed me for it, you know. And it was a very, it was a great lesson because I, I never did that again. I never used the Lord's name in vain. Now, let's fast forward to today, right? Justin Thomas, a golfer, misses a putt, and he, he makes a homophobic slur under his breath that they catch on the mic. Right. Okay? Not acceptable, right? Wrong, wrong to do. He apologizes profusely, and it ends up that one of his big sponsors, Polo, actually drops him even after he's made all these apologies. Now, I, I want to ask you a question. Do you think that if he had used the Lord's name in vain, that would have happened? I oh, doubt yeah. it. I doubt it. And they and they use and they use the Lord's name a lot in vain. You can hear it. You know, you can hear it coming through the mics. Well, there's no consequence for it. I mean, everybody seems to just let it go. But it's not the path to holiness. No, definitely not. You know, you, you even even casually saying, I swear to God, that's not right. Right. And we must we you know, one of the things I use all the time is when people say well, if somebody says Jesus, I say, praise his holy name. Yeah. Turn it into or, a prayer. Terrence, like or it. I'll say to somebody, why don't you finish that off with Jesus, Mary and Joseph save souls? Or Jesus, please help me. But don't use the Lord's name in vain. And once again, it's one of these things that people flippantly do without even realizing. Yeah, it's, it's a good time now to, to catch ourselves with that, especially during this Lent time. So because words matter and what we say can have a lasting impact on ourselves and how we act. So the words we use can shape our own attitudes and opinions. And taking God's name in vain, it says you shall not. All right. right. No, uh, uh, the third commandment is uh, remember to keep holy the Sabbath day. Seriously? I mean, before the pandemic, uh, on any given Sunday morning in, the, in, in this country around 10 a.m., what would you see? Soccer fields packed, tea times crowded, right. lines for brunches, full. restaurants, liquor stores are open, shopping right. mall. Everything's – anybody in church? I don't think so. And even, and even since the pandemic, with far fewer people at mass, there's less activity outside the home. But what about inside? Frank, are we keeping Sunday holy? How are we doing with that? Well, let's talk about the dispensation, right? Because of COVID. Now, there are people with a legitimate reason right. not to go, right? We understand that. But but if, if you can go and you're doing all these other things, don't ride the dispensation. Get back to church. If we don't worship God, we end up worshiping something else. And that's usually ourselves, right? We, like you said, they go to the malls, they're going to ball games, they're going here, they're going there, but they don't they don't go to church. We have a moral obligation to worship God, not because he needs it, right? But because we need it. We need it. We need to go to heaven. No doubt about it. And after Mass on Sunday, that's a great way to start with Mass. And after Mass, we can celebrate and enjoy all of God's creation. Sunday dinner with family, it's a great tradition. Keep it going, right? A walk in the park or along the beach allows us to breathe in and take in the, the beauty of the world and God's creation. Rounded golf with friends is great, but it should be done with a sense of appreciation and gratitude. God is saying, look, you work all week, so now return to me, be mindful of me, and keep the day holy, right? Yeah, he commands us to rest. And don't forget, people in other parts of the world, they die for the mass, literally. I mean, we, we, we're we free to go in, in this country. And, and People, people don't do it. You know, they, they, uh, 
you know, they use the excuse, right? Like you hear people say, oh, I don't get anything out of it. But think about other things you don't get anything out of. Do you get anything out of going to your mother's birthday? No, no, but you're not going to get, you're going to honor her, her, right? right? You're going for her. It's, it's not about you. And that's how you have to look at the mask. Uh, do we do we dress properly? You remember the term growing up, you know, put on your Sunday best. People go, people that do go to mass, you think they're going to a picnic, you know, dress properly. And like you always tell me, and it was a great, great advice. Read the gospel before you go sometime during the week to prepare yourself, right? Yeah, anticipate the gospel. Well, and then some people also we think of that have to work on Sunday. All right, the world's changed. Uh Try to offer the day up in sacrifice. Try to be mindful of God throughout the day and make time to remember. I think Lent overall, Frank, is a good time to stop and consider how am I treating Sunday? What is my right. day comprised of? And maybe consider making some changes during Lent that help to really become better aligned in order to worthily follow the third commandment. Yeah, I just want to say one last thing. and I'll bring in obedience here. You, you must obey. If I set limits on my obedience... I will only obey so far. If I trust only if it's reasonable to my limited understanding, you know, that's when what God has planned for us doesn't come to fruition. We must follow his plan and not our plan, right? If we make him the center of our lives and draw it, it draw closer to him, we get closer to the promise that he's made to us for, of eternal peace that passes all understanding. So Let's, that's a good talk about the first three. Next time, we'll tackle at least some of the remaining seven. But for now, folks, we'd like you to just to follow us. And we'd love some feedback. We need some love. Please email us at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. I love you a lot, Frank. Remember, don't use the Lord's name in vain. I will not ever. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Take care.